St. John's Nation, thank you for tuning in once again to St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. This podcast comes from our own Pastor Michael Adrian Robinson, titled The Way of Christ is the Better Way. But before we get past it, I would like to share with you. One day we were across the street visiting our good friends, and they had their friends over. And while I was standing there, Good morning, St. John. Um, God bless you. We thank God for allowing us to be here today. And certainly we thank God for allowing each and every one of you to join us um, this morning. Amen. Um, certainly bless God um, for all of the members of St. John, for the officers, the deacons, the mothers. Amen. All of our um, ushers, though we're not standing tall in the building. Amen. We thank God for your anxiously anticipating our return that we can. Bless God in the sanctuary. Um, certainly to my wife, we um, bless God for you and all that you do to make sure we are, um, you know, ready and equipped to do the work in the will of God. Amen. Amen. We're going to bow our head just for a word of prayer. And after our prayer, we'll get ready for our offering and then we'll be ready to move on with our service. Amen. Amen. Let us bow. Grace to God, our Father, we thank you for allowing us to uh, make our way into the place that we can worship and praise you this morning. God, we thank you above all for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and died, God, for our trespasses. Even now, Master, uh, we pray, God, that you meet us in the service this morning. Lead us and guide us, Lord God, as we prepare to bless your holy and your righteous name. Father, we ask that you just allow us to commend these services into your hand and you receive them, God. And Lord God, move by thine spirit today, Lord God, we pray that you just touch us, that we can be about your business, God. We ask, God, you just continue to look upon our country, Father God. We pray, God, look upon our president, God, look upon the entire cabinet, look upon our Congress. Oh, Lord God, even our, Lord God, our local, our federal, our state government, Father God, all of our spiritual leaders across this country and across this world. We pray, God, you would stand those brothers and sisters up who are born-again believers that we can profess and confess your word and carry your word to this dark and dying world. God, help us, O Lord God, be unswayed, God, by the ways of this world, Father God. We pray, God, as we continue to move into this election season, that you would lead our hearts, our minds, God, as 
and how we're to cast a vote, God. Lord God, if you said don't matter you, God, just allow us to know it to be so, God. But above all, God, please don't allow us, God, to fall apart and be separated because of an election, Father God. We ask now, Lord God, you receive these services in your hand and move and have thine way, God. Link, God, our hearts and our minds together, God, regardless of where we are. Big, we're sitting in our vehicles, we're in our homes, we're in a sanctuary, God, whether distant land or a near land, God. We pray that you'll be with us this morning, God. We tell you thank you, Lord God, and we ask it in Jesus' name and for his name's sake we do pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Turn to God be the glory for this day. And we realize that the word of God tells that this is the day that the Lord has made. And church, um, people of God and those who may not be, just remember God made this day and we should be rejoicing and be glad about it. Amen. Amen. We ask to prepare your hearts and your minds for um, our giving. Um, we, we look at the word of God and God tells us that it is better for us to give than to receive. Oftentimes we wait in the manner of rituals and formalities in our churches. They will give later in the service, but as we've started here, um, the first thing we do is give to God. And that's like when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we should do is bless God and give Him glory. So at this time, um, we're going to receive our tithe and our offering. You can give on um, Giveify, you can give um, on our Facebook page, or you can give on our church website page which is sjmbckingsland.org amen amen to god be the glory it's good when you're able to give something to god amen even though what we're giving god it already belongs to him amen for he says that the cattle upon a thousand hills they belong to him all the silver all of the gold they belong to him said the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof so everything we have it all belongs to god and um, I, I remember coming up, one of the hymns that we were singing is, All Things Come of the O Lord, Amen. So everything we have, it came from God, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. We pray that God would um, keep watching over you, Amen. Amen. Um, just quick, a few service reminders. This is October. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so we do encourage you to wear pink. And we're praying that God would allow us to have a, a, a dress-up Sunday, even though um, we're sitting at home, some of us. Amen. On third Sunday, amen, we'll take that as our dress up Sunday, amen, and wear your pink as you dress up, um, but also I, um, I encourage you, it's, it's easy to get content and complacent. Uh, we sit at home, and many of us, you don't have to leave the doors of your house, and some of you may even be laying in your bed while you're watching service. Okay, we thank God that you're watching. But we ask you to remember that you're really you're coming before God and you really want to get yourself prepared to be in God's presence. Amen. Um, so even though you're in your home, we pray that God would transform that to be a sanctuary. And whenever we come into the presence of God, we want to give God our very best. Amen. Uh, maybe don't wear a three-piece suit or um, a, a, a big flamboyant dress and hat and the flowers and things like that. But get up and make yourself ready to get in the presence of God. Brush your teeth off. Get out of your pajamas. Amen. Um, if you need a little coffee, do that. But get yourself ready. Amen. To be in God's presence. Amen. Amen. Um, this morning, our scripture is going to be found in Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Amen. Luke chapter 6. And when you get to Luke chapter 6. Um, six, we would like for you to go down to verse 26. 
Luke chapter 6, beginning at verse 26. When you have it, say amen. Amen. If you're on Facebook, just go ahead and send out an amen, saying that you have it, amen, that we can know you're following along, amen. Even though we are still um, in these COVID situations and some people are going back to church, we want to make sure we're still actively involved um, in the church, amen. Amen. And whenever you, you, the, the word hits you while we're preaching, you go ahead and say something out there on Facebook and also go ahead and invite somebody out. Amen. But Luke chapter 6 is where we are, beginning at verse 26. And the word of God reads, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you which hear, Love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, Bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take away thy coat also. Give to every man that ask of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also even do the same. And if you lend to them to whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? For sinners also lend to sinners. To receive as much again but love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great and you shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil be ye therefore merciful as your father is also merciful judge not and you shall not be judged condemn not and you shall not be condemned Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosoms. For with the same measure that you meet, whither it shall be measured to you again. And he spake a parable unto them, Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they both not fall in the ditch? Amen? Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Amen. Through his holy word. Amen. Amen. We find this morning where um, Christ is doing as he normally does and the Pharisees and the Sadducees are doing as they normally do. Christ is about his father's business. Amen. And the Pharisees are about their father's business. Amen. Everybody, I don't care who you are, even if you've been raised by a single parent, you have a father. In this case, Christ's Father is God, our Father, which is in heaven, amen. And he, as well as John, has told the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those who are not believers in him, but those who, are, those who stand by to try to cast stones, amen. He's shown them and told them that they're of their Father, who is the devil, amen. Quick question for you, who is your Father? We're not talking about your earthly Father, but who is your Father spiritually, and I'm not talking about your pastor because the Bible declares y'all may get mad at me, amen. But it says for us to call no man father like that, amen. 
I know y'all talk about fathers and the ministry and fathers this and the other. I may get some stones thrown this morning, but he tells us not to call any man father. Amen. For you call somebody your father, just like your daddy, you're never on the same plateau as your father. You strive to be like him, but you're not him. Amen. That's a sideline situation. Amen. But with it, amen, we find that Christ is still about his father's business. And the Pharisees are about their father's business, who they've already told him. It's Satan. Now, why? 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 Why is Satan their father? Amen. Why is Satan their father? Because they're doing his business. Amen. And just a quick thought. Amen. So you can get it written down. My thought this morning is, amen, the way of Christ, a better way. The way of Christ is a better way. But it shows them, amen, by virtue of what they're doing, that they're all about the business of the enemy. Amen. And today I ask you to choose Whose side you're on, amen? Are you going to do it Christ's way, the better way? Or are you going to do it the way of the world and the way of the devil, amen? <clears throat> now we find him, and he's still going about his business, amen? And he's speaking along the way to his disciples, but he's speaking more than just words. He's speaking also by action, if you will, amen? He's speaking by action. Notice what happens, amen? As it's going along, amen, as Christ and his disciples are going along, amen, the early part of chapter 6, you'll find that um, the his disciples get a little bit hungry, amen, and so as they get hungry, amen, they start taking the corn out of the field and kind of shucking the corn and getting the kernels off and eating them, amen, and as a result of that, amen, it just happened to be a Sabbath day, amen, and on the Sabbath day, these Pharisees and Sadducees describes, amen, that are walking along with them, amen, and looking to see what they're doing, start trying to condemn them, amen, for doing and picking and eating on the Sabbath day, amen. <clears throat> but Christ goes a little further, amen. He reminds them, amen, that even within the confines of the word of God, you will always have an example for us to follow, Amen. The example for us in this case here, he takes him back to David. Amen. Have you not read, amen, so much as this here when David, he himself was hungry and they which were with him, they were hungry also. He went into the house of God and he did take and they ate the showbread, amen, and he gave it to them that was with him to eat also, amen. That's what Christ reminded them of how David said, you know, my men are hungry and I'm going to feed them. Notice now, quick point now, we're fine. We have many rituals and situations that we do, amen, and, and we refuse to do certain things. But Christ ain't got to move them things out of the way, amen, in order to take care of God's people and be about his business, amen. So Christ condemned them effectively, amen, for bringing accusations against him, amen. So with that, amen, church, don't get so caught up, amen, into the various rituals and the things that are, are, are now. Now, amen, that you get your eyes off of the Lord, amen, but there's a better way through Christ. Notice, amen, many of us, amen, we grew up, amen, in a time where we had a dining room, you had a nice dining room table there, you had a, a, a big hutch, amen, and a china cabinet there, and had all these fancy dishes. Mom and daddy go out and spend, amen, two or three dollars, amen, for a dish and a bowl, amen, some forks and knives, and they put them on showcase up there. And then we never recall the day when we ate off of those dishes. So what good is it to have something that you never ever use so in this case amen we see amen there is showbread amen in the house of god amen that david allowed his disciples to eat amen and it was there amen just for the priests 
And by the same token, remember them Sunday mornings, amen, them Sunday afternoons after church when we would get together, amen, and we would sit down and have a nice big meal, amen. But there were certain pieces of chicken that were reserved for the preacher, amen, certain pieces of chicken that were reserved for the elders, amen. And then you sit there, amen, and you wouldn't let your children have that chicken. Now, with that, I mean, what sense does it make, amen, to have someone hungry and you have the ability to feed them, but because in their case, because of the day, they wouldn't eat on it, or because you're waiting on somebody else to come who might not show up, amen, you got other folks starving. Don't do that, amen. Those who are hungry, amen, my brothers and sisters, we've got to feed them, amen. Um, we, we're getting somewhere this morning, amen. So anyway, Christ goes along a little further, amen, and finally get to the place, and a man has a withered hand, and the man who has a withered hand needs to be healed. And so the Pharisees and Sadducees are sitting around waiting and watching, trying to see what's going to happen. So Christ asked them a question, and I asked you the question, amen. It, it, is it good, amen, to only do good on days that are not the Sabbath, or do we just allow somebody to die on the Sabbath day, amen? No, it's not, amen. Regardless of what day it is, we've got to be about God's business, and we've got to be who we are for the Lord every single day of the week, amen. Notice, amen, if you will, amen, God tells us in his word, amen, that the Sabbath, amen, was made for man and not for God, amen. We got to treat every day, amen, as if it's holy unto the Lord because we got to bless God every single day and not just on Sunday. Help me out, somebody. Amen. I heard, amen, someone tell them a story, amen, where someone every Sunday morning got very religious, amen. They got sanctimony, amen. They got to church, amen. They dressed up. They wouldn't cuss. They wouldn't fuss. They wouldn't drink. They ain't acting fool on Sunday. But come Monday morning, amen, they got them and they just show their backside because they really and truly didn't know God except on Sunday morning. One of the deacons told me this story, amen. And then he said, hi, amen. That same young man he talked to, you know what? I hope, amen, you die on a Sunday, amen. Because if you die on Monday through Saturday, you might miss the mark, amen. That's the way we've got to be, church. We cannot be, amen, Christians on Sunday morning. We cannot only attend church on Sunday morning. We cannot only be good on Sunday morning. We've got to be good every single day, man. We've got to walk in the way of God every single day, man. Not just on Sunday. Because the Bible tells me, man, that God sits high and he looks low, amen. He reigns on the just as well as the under, and he don't look at you Christians just on Sunday morning. Some of you, amen, I hear you come to church and oh, I give thanks to God who woke up early this morning. What about Monday morning? What about Tuesday? Did you wake you up then? Did you say, oh, I thank God for waking me up today? Or do you go to your job, amen, and pretend that you're one in the number with them? You're in the number with the saints on Sunday. You're in the number with the ain'ts on Monday, amen. That's a problem, amen. God says, amen, double-minded men are unstable in all of his ways. But if you want to be about the way of God, you're going to be like Christ every single Day church, but Christ goes on, amen, and he, he finds himself speaking to the man. He says, Stretch forth thy hand, and the man did so, and the man's hand was restored. Christ shows up, amen, that he has a way that is much better, and we've got to do it every single day, church. Don't be a saint on Sunday morning and not every other day of the week. I'm talking to somebody this morning, that ain't in there. But I'm talking to somebody this morning. Some of you leave out on Sunday afternoon and you feel pretty good. But by the time the sun go down, your mind shift, amen, from how things were in church, giving glory to God, and you're ready, amen, to go and praise the devil on Monday. Woo! Some of you will not even bow down in church on Sunday. Yet on Monday, you're bowing down to your boss, to your friends, and all the other folks. You better get right and get right. 
right now and do it the right way, a better way, which is Christ's way. So Christ goes on and he heals the man. But as he heals the man, he takes the opportunity to move forward and focus on his disciples. Notice now, he focuses on his disciples. I'm fast forwarding now. We go down to the very, the latter parts of the verse, amen, the midways down. Christ, amen, he sits his disciples down and he starts talking and blessing them, amen. Now, many times, amen, church, amen, we think we're blessed when someone gives us something. We don't realize, amen, when God gives us his word and that God has given us his son, we are a blessed people. So Christ sits his disciples down and say, lifted up his eyes on his disciples. And he looked at him and then he started talking to him. Here's what he said to him. He said, blessed be ye poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Amen. That means you ain't got all of the riches of the world. I'm not saying you got to be poor to get into heaven. Amen. But you're rich in God. Amen. Blessed are ye that hunger for you shall be Field. Amen. Blessed are ye that weep now, because some of you cry now, you're feeling bad now, but it's a you shall laugh later on. The reason you're crying is because folk been messing with you, taunt you, amen, everything is going wrong. But it's a blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, that means they put you down. Woo! You know why they put you down, amen? The day you really and truly, I ain't talking about when you were playing with God. The day you really and truly laid your life down for God, when you say, God, today, I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. I give myself away, God, to you, that you, God, can use me. When you laid it all down for the Lord, when you put your life on the line for the Lord, then, amen, God said, this is you, amen. You're going to be hated. Folk will separate themselves from you. Many folk got many reasons they separate from folk, amen. Many of you, amen, who are really not saved, you're playing, you're pretending, you're trying to hide among the sheep, amen, when you're really a goat. But that's all right, God, he's going to separate the goats, amen, from the sheep. He's going to separate the weeper. That's his job, not mine, not yours, but God's going to do it. But when folks are separated because you're really and truly a born-again believer, church, I don't want you to fret because of that. I want you to give God glory. The next time you realize, who? thank you, Lord, the next time you realize something Somebody back away from you because you say, blessed be the name of God. When you say, I come in the name of the Lord. When you say, Jesus, you are all mine. When you say that they're walking away, they say, oh, she's holy now. Go ahead and give God some praise. Start just dancing a little bit for God. Let them know that God, I thank you, God. Because now I know that I'm in the number. I know I belong to you and I don't feel bad about it. You remember as children, when folk, other children, they'll walk away from you. Maybe because of the way you was dressed. Maybe because of the way you smelled. Maybe because you just didn't have money. They walk away from you. And you felt real bad. So you hung your head down and you walked away. And you went to a corner all by yourself. You didn't want to be around nobody at all. See, we call that nowadays church hurt. And you went to church and somebody in church hurt you. And they made you feel bad. So you don't want to be involved with any church anymore. Don't worry about that, amen. Those folk who are hurting you and those folk who are messing with you, they don't represent, amen, the true and the living God. Because the right way Christ said, amen, do good unto those who don't do good to you, amen. Those folk, amen, I'm saying it out loud, amen. Those folk, amen, don't represent God. God, amen. They're representing their own self, amen. They're representing their own bellies, amen. Don't worry about them, folk, amen. You just move right along and say, God, I just place them in your hand, God. You take care of them, God, because there's yours, God. They're for you to deal with, God. You said to me, God, that the battle don't belong to me, God, but it's all yours, God. So I'm going to put it in your hand, but Christ goes on, amen. He says, um, rejoice. Ye in that day and leap for joy. He's going to go ahead and shout, it's all right. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. 
Those folk who feel their blessed and highly favored now, not because of God's blessing them, but because a man blessed them, he said they have their reward. But he says, for in the like manner did the fathers unto the prophets. Amen. In other words, church, you're not the first one to go through what you're going through. You're not the first one to have someone turn their back on you. You're not the first one to be cursed out and talked about and ridiculed and abused and called everything. You're not the first one. And oh, by the way, you won't be the last one either. Thank you, God. But he says, your fathers who did the same thing unto the prophets. He talking about those folk who were really and truly sold out for him. They were ridiculed, they were persecuted, and they went through. He says in verse 24, but war to you that are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for you shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Amen. Whew, thank you, Lord God. You can laugh at me right now. Amen. But someone told me in a secular sect, amen, he who laughs last, laughs loudest. Amen. And I think those who are born again believe we're going to laugh our way all the way to heaven. Amen. God, I thank you. I'm rejoicing and laughing. I'm happy because you, it's not because you didn't save them, but because you saved me. They had the opportunity just like I had the opportunity to get saved. But let's get down to what we came to talk about this morning. He says, Lord to you, when all men shall speak well of you, for so did they, did their fathers to the false prophets. Notice the contrast here. When back up just a couple of verses, he says in verse 23, rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. In other words, when you're going through, you rejoice and leap. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. You've got a reward laid up in heaven. And Christ says when he comes, his reward is with him. You don't get your reward right now, but your reward is with him. He brings it with him. Amen. He says, um, for great is your reward in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. So notice now what happens. Those folk who were real men and women of God, they went through and they were persecuted. Today is no different. But notice in verse 26, he says, Woe to you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophet. In other words, amen, those who were sold out for God, they were persecuted, they were tormented, they were talked about, their backs turned on them. And um, contrary, amen, those who were false prophets saying everything is going to be good, amen, saying everything is well when it was not well, amen, they were lifted up because they were given a good report when there was no good report to be given. But here's what Christ says to us now. He says, but I say unto you, first point, amen, ye which hear. Church, in order to hear, you've got to have Christ in your heart. You must have given your life over to the Lord. He says, but I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. In other words, amen, he's telling them, there's a better way, amen, there's a way um, that Christ has that we should be following. This is Christ speaking. He says, you which hear. In other words, I'm speaking to my children. I'm speaking to those whom I'm going to die for. I'm speaking to those who are covered by my blood. I'm speaking to those who have committed their life unto me. He said, can you hear me? He says, you which hear, church can hear what we're saying this morning. We're trying to get you to set your eyes on God and not on the ways of the world, on the blessing that God has for you and not what the world has for you. He says, but let you, he says, love your enemies. Notice now, he says, love your enemies and do good to them which hate you. 
That's God. That's the way of Christ. Notice, as they persecuted Christ, he never said anything bad about them. Even when they came needed something, he gave them what they need. When those who were Pharisees and scribes and those handful that really saw who Christ was, and they came to him by night, help my nickname, he came to him by night and asked about him, he received of the Lord. He didn't get turned away. So those who are your enemies, and I'm not calling Nicodemus an enemy, those who are your enemies, he tells us to do good unto them which hate you. Think to yourself, church, this morning. Wherever you're hearing that, think to yourself. Who, physically, who do you have in your life, in your circle, on your job, in your home, in your family that you feel hate you? Think about them right now. Think about them right now. Don't write them down. Don't, don't put them out there on, on, on front street, amen. But, but think about them right now. Who do you have out there that hates you? They dislike you. They don't care about you. Think about that person right now. Get them down in your spirit. Now when you get them down in your spirit, if you're a born-again believer, if you've got the love of God in you, here's what Christ tells us to do, amen. He said, love them. He said, love your enemies, amen. Those who are coming at you every which way, y'all know who they are. Love them. And oh, by the way, you need not. Hear me good now. And, and hear me straight, amen. Don't mistake what I'm saying. You need not tell them, I know you're my enemy, but I love you anyway. You need not do that. Only thing you have to do is like Christ. He showed us. Notice, church, he showed us that he loved us. How? He said, when we were yet dead in our sins and trespasses, when we were enemies against God, God sent his only begotten son that he might die for them. And Christ laid his life down. He didn't say, I'm coming to die for you because you're messed up. He came down and showed us the way. He showed us the way, church. And now he's telling us, amen, those of you who can hear, listen up them, love your enemies. That's your first point. Love your enemies love them that hate you they may not be an enemy but they just don't care for you they don't care for you now notice he goes a little further and a little deeper he says next point amen you bless them that curse you and we'll put it in a normal folk turn amen those folk who curse you who act a fool towards you who are setting traps who are scheming, who are trying to get over, man. He says you bless them. In other words, when they have a need, when they need help, you still are required to help them. For you and I, amen, we were sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, but the master of the sea, that's Christ, amen, he came in and rescued us, amen. He picked us up. He turned us around. He saved us when we were not trying to live for him. Say, bless them that curse you, and then those who are using you. I've got this thought, church. I've got this thought. There's some people, I mentioned another week, some are givers, some are takers, some are users, some are abusers, amen. But with those folk who use you, those folk who despitefully use you, you have got to pray 
for them. The Bible tells us clearly that we need to pray without ceasing, but too often, amen, when we decide to get down and pray and bless God is when everything is going really, really, really good. But no, when things are going bad, amen, he don't say pray for yourself. He says pray for them who despitefully use you, church. Once again, another category, who's using you if you know it? See, here's the problem, church. Many folk, they're being used, and they don't realize they're being used. They're being used by people. Some young women, I'm going to go there. They get a little money in their pocket, and all of a sudden, you know, the boyfriend, uh, the, the boo, the boo, the whoever he is, I mean, he shows up, you want to do everything for you. And when the money runs out, you can't do nothing for him, amen, he's out the door. By the same token, men, sometimes, amen, you get the one that they, they, they want to despitefully use you. When you get everything going on, here they come. They knocking on the door. They're ready to love on you. They're ready to take care of you. But when the well dries up, amen, when the stream runs dry, amen, they're out the door. They're back to wherever they were, amen. They're using you. Know that, amen, in the flesh, that's what they're doing. You get it. It's okay to cut them off, but you pray for them. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Now, now, the one who's really using them is nothing more than the enemy, amen? Because if we're doing things the way of Christ, we're doing things the better way, we're not going to try to use people. Instead of trying to always get, amen, always trying to receive, amen, we want to be some who are blessing people. How many know, amen, those who are givers, amen? How many of y'all know how good it feels when you bless somebody, amen? See, because when you bless somebody, you know you're blessing highly favored of God, amen? But those who just can't sin to put two pennies together because they're not blessing, they're not giving, amen, they don't know how it tastes, amen, how it feels to be able to bless somebody else. He said, unto him that smite thee on the one cheek. Offer him the other cheek and take away that cloak. Forbid him not to take that coat also. Now, notice what he said. Give to every man that asks you. So, church, once again, if someone has a need and you have the ability to meet that need, to help them out, go forth and do it. Don't be the one that when you have the ability and God showing you, here's what you need to do. I ain't doing it. They hate me. They use me. They talk about me. I've seen so now it's my chance to get even. No, no, we don't get even. We don't get even. The way we get even just by giving it over to God. We bless God. God, here's the opportunity, God. I pray that I'm doing good to them. As I'm praying for them, God, as I'm doing right by them, God, I pray, God, that they will be able to see you through me. Not me, God. They'll be able to see you through me and come and give their life over to you. That's what Christ is trying to get folk to do. He said, he said, mm, and as you would that men should do to you, do it to them likewise. He said, you treat people the way you want them to treat you. But notice, when, when we scurry down to the, 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 the latter part now, he says, now, we're not just going to love them and do good to those who are doing good to us. We're not giving it for because they can give to us. We're giving because God has a blessing laid up for us. And, oh, by the way, God has already saved our souls. God gave to us when we could not give to him. And church, ask me the question, what can you give to God for all of his benefits? Nothing. There's nothing at all that you can give to God to repay him. Nothing. Everything you have, as we stated in the prayer, everything you have, it belongs to God. It belongs to God. He says, you do 
to folk the way you want them to do unto you. But a sad commentary. I hear too many times where people say, well, Brother Preacher, here's the way they treated me. So now the shoe's on the other foot, and I'm going to treat them the same identical way. Just think, church. If God would give to you what you gave to him, if God were to treat you the way you treated him, if God would ignore you the way you ignored him, if God were to take what belongs to you and give to somebody how would you feel, that's what we've done at God. When we owe God all of the praise, the glory for waking us up, for saving us, amen, for taking care of us, we go and give God's time, give God's talent to somebody else. God ain't pleased with that. But even so, God had mercy upon each and every one of us. I'm going to sum it all up. He said in verse 33, If you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have you? For sinners do also even the same. If you lend to them whom you hope to receive, what thanks have you for sinners also lend to sinners to receive again? What good is it to give to folk knowing that they can do for you? Sometimes you'll find in your heart you're doing it because you're hoping that down the line they'll give something back to you. That ain't good. We give, church, listen good. We give hoping and looking for nothing in return. If you can't give with that heart, keep it. Don't give hoping for nothing in return. Let God shape your heart that you can do good to those who can't do anything for you. Here's a challenge for you. Find somebody. It can be homeless. It can be your neighbor. Somebody who cannot give back to you and bless them. Do it from your heart and watch God bless you. He says, but love your enemies, do good, and let not hope for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of, of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Speaking of God, he's kind to those who are mean. Because the Bible says he reigns, that means he rules on the just as well as the unjust, the saved as well as the unsaved. The same way God woke you up this morning, those folk who don't acknowledge God, God woke them up. Because without God, we can do nothing, even if we don't realize it. Amen. Now, final, final thought here. What is the benefit if you only love the folk that love you? What is the benefit? Because if somebody loves you, they're going to do good to you anyway. But if you're only loving those who are loving you, those who are only able to and willing to love you, what is the benefit? There's no benefit whatsoever. So church, my challenge, you find someone to do good to who cannot do good for you. And final point, our final, final point, third final point, um, our, our final thought here, it, it points to Christ. Notice, Christ left heaven to come down and save us, come down and deliver us. We cannot repay Christ for that. We cannot give our life to save him. He's in heaven, sitting on the right hand of God, waiting for that appointed day when God sent him back to grab up all of his people out of here. We cannot repay him for that. But guess what? He did it anyway. The way of Christ, a better way, is following the example that Christ has for us. Love those who don't love you. Do good to those who despitefully use you and curse you. Bless them and curse not. 
definitely would challenge you to do. Like Christ, the world that we're living in is so divided now. Politically, racially, financially, our country is divided. Our world is divided. We are the ones who are taking point this world back to Christ. It doesn't matter who you vote for. It doesn't matter how much money you got, amen. What matters is that you have Christ on the inside and he's able to reflect on the outside. That's what he's showing them. And it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Don't wait until Sunday to lead somebody to Christ. Don't wait until Sunday and they find out, oh, you go to church now. No, they should be able to know something's different about you every single day. I don't care how tumultuous your job is. I don't care how abusive your boss may be. I don't care if they're chauvinistic, if they're racist. It doesn't matter. You treat them right. We were enemies of God. And look what God did for us. He made us friends of God. He made us children of the Most High. We were enemies. We were on the wrong side of Christianity. We're on the wrong side of the gospel. Now we're on the right road and we're on our way to heaven. Anyhow, what is the anyhow? Because we've given our life to Christ and for his cause we're living and we're trying to lead folk to him. That's it. That is the way of Christ. That is the better way. Love your enemies. Do good to them who persecute you. Pray for those who curse you and despitefully use you. You pray for them and curse not, church. That is the word for today. Love God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And love thy neighbor as thyself. Who is thy neighbor? Every single person that you come in contact with is your neighbor. We're all in this thing together, and we've got to strive to help folk get right with God. How do you do it? By doing it the way of Christ, which is a better way. Let us bow our heads. Father God, we bless you today. We thank you and we praise you. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We pray today, God, that everyone who hears, as your word says, would heed your word. We ask you today, God, that you would allow us, oh God, to be a witness for you, not only today, but every single day. God, everyone who has heard your word today, God, I pray you would allow them, O oh Lord God, to do right by people and not just those who can do right by them. Help them to love folk who don't love them. All of those who they've called to their mind and may have even spoke out their mouth, may have even posted on Facebook that don't like them, I pray, God, you would allow them to be about your business and do good unto them, God, that the person may ask, why are you treating me so nice and I treat you so bad? And they can simply say, I've been changed. Jesus Christ, he saved my life. He can save yours. And I'm trying to show you a better way, the way of Christ. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his name's sake we do pray. Amen. This morning, if you've heard the word of Christ, and perhaps you say, well, brother preacher, I was never able to do good to people who treated me bad. But I really want to. The only way you can do that is by having Christ in your heart. Brother Preacher, I was never able to give to anybody who wasn't able to give back to me, but I would like to. You can only do it through Christ. How do you get there? By having Jesus Christ come into your heart to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that God sent him from heaven 
to die for us. For John 3 and 16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Romans 10 and 9, it reads, I deliberately want to read this for you. He tells us this way. He said, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Confess, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, the living God. And you believe it in your heart, he said, you shall be saved. Verse 10 says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He says, For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is the way you get Christ in your heart. You believe that God sent him, believe that he died, believe that God raised him up from the dead, and you shall be saved. If that's you today, if you're looking on Facebook, don't be ashamed of the Lord. For he said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Just type on there, I'm giving my life over to the Lord today. I'm giving my life over to the Lord today. And we're going to pray and lead you to the throne of grace that Christ may come into your heart and seal you with his Holy Spirit unto the day in which he redeems his people. Let us bow. Father God, even now, in the name of Jesus the Christ, our Lord and our Savior, we come now, Lord God, interceding, O Lord God, on behalf of those who have given their life over to you. We pray now, God, that as they have confessed and believed in their heart, you allow them to receive your Spirit, receive your Son, Jesus Christ, that they can live a life you, God. We pray, God, that from this day forward, you will turn them, God, place them on the right path, that straight and narrow path which leads you, God. Save them now, God, and Lord God, allow them, God, to have evidences of their salvation, God, and allow them today, God, to tell somebody that they gave their life you, God. We ask now in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake we do pray, amen. If you receive Christ today, tell somebody, and let us know that you received Christ, that we can rejoice with you. Amen. And until next week, God bless you and God keep you. And remember, third Sunday, we will have our drive-up service, which is our family and friends day. But when you come, please remember, we still have a pandemic. We've got to be concerned about that. Wear your mask. Even when you're not in a church environment, if you're going to your jobs, if you're going to the store, wear a mask. Keep yourself covered up. And we do ask that you pray for our president. Um, he did not seem to believe that masks were needed and necessary. Um, but at the same time, he is still a man, just like you and I, and he has a soul to be saved. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you until next week.